This is Alex. And this is James. And you're listening to the American Toffee Podcast. All right, James, how are you feeling about that 2-1 win at Goodison Park to move past the third round of the FA Cup? Well, I was hoping I'd feel a little bit better, but we're really not in a position where we can be saying, really complaining about winning matches. Overall, I thought that we really played down to Lincoln City for large stretches of the game. Even with that being the case, we still dominated large stretches, controlled the bulk of the possession. I thought, you know, Marco Silva made a statement of intent with the lineup that he named virtually full strength with a few changes here or there. I was really happy to see the lineup. And I thought, you know, early on, we looked like we should against a a side coming from League Two, albeit the top of League Two. And then for whatever reason, you know, we got the two goals early and then conceded on the set piece. And and I thought the rest of the game, we really looked nervous. And it it shows the fragility of the confidence of the team at the moment. What, What about you? What were your thoughts? Well, it's funny you say it It felt full strength. A lot of people said the same thing, but looking at it, we actually had five changes to the lineup. Now, arguably, Mina and Bernard are starters. With those two, it pretty much is full strength, but we had Baines, Lookman, and Tom Davies come in. Lookman and Baines looked fantastic. It was fantastic to see Leighton Baines come in because it's been a good while since we've been able to appreciate him. Tom Davies, on the other hand, had a had a rough afternoon, and he was subbed at halftime. Overall, this is our first time in three seasons that we have moved past the third round in the FA Cup. Two years ago, we were knocked out by Leicester. Last year, we were knocked out by Liverpool. And so it's exciting to go into the fourth round. I'm not sure how confident fans are going to feel, but the first step is winning a match. We did that, and so that's pretty much all we can ask for. In terms of how they played, I thought Lookman and Bernard looked really good. I agree. I thought Lookman early on appeared to have exactly what we've been asking for from the right side. What struck out to me was you know, the fluidity kind of returned to the front four. There was a lot of swapping of position between Bernard and Lookman. At times, Lookman would come over to the left, Bernard to the right. The shape was... What we, what we, when the team was playing their best, that's what we saw from them. So it was good to see that kind of return. Tom Davies, really poor afternoon. People really getting on his back now. I still think it's too early. There's talk of him maybe moving to Celtic. I think he could really use a lone move away to get some really consistent playing time and kind of at a level where he can dominate and, and control games more than he seems to be able to at a Premier League level at the moment. Still so young and so much potential. Fans are saying we need to get rid of him. He's not good enough. I still think it's way, way too early to be saying things like that. But yeah, I mean, two goals were ended up being enough. A win is a win, and we can't we can't just dismiss that because it is a difficult competition. We just watched Leicester go out and Fulham went out as well. So there is always the chance of an upset, and that's what makes the FA Cup such an exciting competition. And it's really just survive in advance by any means necessary. And we got the job done at the end of the day. So I can't complain. There were times when we were, I looked, uh, you know, I was really scared. It's still concerning our knack for giving away set pieces in dangerous positions and then also look extremely uncomfortable defending those set pieces. I thought both center backs, Yeri Mina and Kurt Zuma, really did not have their best game. And you would think 
against a team like Lincoln City, that would be a really good opportunity for them to show their class. Really, at times, Kurt Zuma was given a lot of problems, and I was I was pretty disappointed by our defensive display overall. That's fair to say. I think the issue comes with set pieces. Zonal marking, in theory, is supposed to be the best way to defend a set piece. The issue is it takes a long time and a lot of coordination to make it work. And for some reason, we just can't get there. The question then comes, can or should Marco Silva revert? Because I'm not so sure that's the right answer. And so Lincoln City's plan from the beginning on set pieces, corners, etc. They wanted to knock it to the far post to their big guys, and they were going to swing it goal side and hope someone else can get on the end of, of that assist. We saw it work a couple times, obviously not more than one goal. But I think that, to be honest, Everton kind of brought a mentality in which I don't think that they took Lincoln City serious enough because Everton came out, they were kind of jogging around, specifically Tom Davies was, and Sigurdsson was pretty much, in terms of the midfield, Sigurdsson was pretty much invisible, in my opinion. And then Ghana, I don't remember too many positive tackles, not that that usually sticks out in your mind. It's always the mistakes that stick out, but his passing was was really, really bad throughout the match. I, I completely agree that, you know, whether it's, you know, with the lineup, it was clear that we were taking it seriously, but then the way it played out, it didn't really come out like that. You know, we didn't play with the urgency that we needed. And I think it kind of speaks to, again, the overall confidence levels of the side at the moment. You look at Lincoln City, a team that's flying at the top of League Two. They're winning games on a consistent basis. And I think they have confidence in their game plan, in their manager. They have that faith and the resilience. And, and although they weren't able to create very many chances from open play, they were very committed to winning set pieces in dangerous areas and then executing on those set pieces. And they knew that's our weakness and they knew how to exploit it. It's consistently been an issue, specifically defending the back post on set pieces. It just seems like no matter what we do, big players at the back post give us a lot of problems. And I don't know. It certainly does in some ways come down to zonal marking because there were times when we were looking at them setting up a high line or them getting ready. And we don't have their, their big players and they had some really big players. It's a strong, it's an older side. The gap in quality was apparent, but they were free. They, they weren't having anyone on them. And and I think your point about the communication is also really good because I'm, I'm, I don't want to, you know, sound speculative or make these, these accusations, but I am wondering if like the language barriers and the various different languages in the side do kind of contribute to maybe some inability to communicate effectively in specific moments. Again, just the the gap in confidence. As soon as they got that goal, it was a good save from Pickford on the initial on the initial uh, shot. But then nothing he could do about the rebound. We looked like we forgot how to play. Like there was no movement. A lot of sideways passing. The game completely changed, and they looked like they were really. There was never really a moment after they scored that I felt totally comfortable. Definitely not. All the way up to like the 88th minute when they had that last uh, chance on a corner kick in which they thankfully passed it short or didn't beat the first man, excuse me. And we got to halftime and it was pretty damning for Calvert-Lewin 
and Tom Davies to be brought off in favor of Jank Tosin and Andre Gomez. I personally wanted Jank Tosin to start so that he could have an opportunity because I personally think, although we don't see him in training and we don't see Dom or Richarlison in training in terms of who's been starting up top, you still think that he could contribute. We saw him contribute last season with borderline no no service and scored five goals in the in the second half of the season after he came in January. So the thing is, Jenk Tosin came on and he didn't really do much either, although he had virtually no service. Yeah, really no service, but he didn't do much to he didn't give Marco Silva very much to think about as far as what his starting strikers are going to be. I think he'll come away from that game still feeling that either Richarlison or Dominic Calvert-Lewin are his best options. Tosin just doesn't have... He's a very well-rounded player, but there's nothing that he really does exceptionally well. Very, I think he's just, at this point, it's, it's fair to say that he's pretty mediocre. And it goes back to some of the comments Marcel Brands made in a recent interview where he talked about if you're buying players in January, it means that maybe you have some problems or you're in trouble. I think that that kind of speaks to the Cenk Tosin signing and maybe even the Theo Walcott signing a little bit as the concerns that we had last winter were very valid. We were very much struggling, and those two both made a a tangible impact in the second half of last season. But coming into this season, the, the lack of quality that they have has kind of just become so much clearer with this quality of signings that we brought in under the reign of Marcel Brands, they're just not up to par, in my opinion. In terms of a striker, I wholeheartedly agree that we need to sign a starting striker. And it needs to be someone that has been consistent in another top league, like Germany, maybe Spain. But at the same time, I don't think that that should be in January. I say that because, in my opinion, our issues are not a top striker right now. Yes, we have issues finishing chances, but in reality, it comes down to our confidence and our set-piece defending. At the moment, I just don't see a starting striker being able to change a whole lot. Now, to some, that may sound ignorant, but one person is not going to change the entire complex composition of the team itself, especially their mentality. I actually, I totally agree with you on that. I think you know, claiming that we need to sign players in certain positions is really easy to say. It's easy to say, yeah, okay, if, if we sign 11 players that are amazing, we'll be a better side. Okay, that goes without saying. We've seen that the players that we have now can produce better quality than what we have over the last eight to 10 games. The question is, how do we get the best out of the players that we have now? Because The players that we have now played toe-to-toe with Chelsea, played toe-to-toe with Liverpool, and, you know, obviously the the ramifications of that game, I think, are still being felt in some way. The confidence, Man City, not quite. Spurs, obviously not, but, but there really haven't been many games where we've played atrociously and fully deserved to lose. Now it just becomes... What does Marco Silva need to do to bring that form back? And I think this was a good start to get a win, to to get back to our winning ways against weaker opposition. It was a give me, and I would have liked to see a more convincing win. But now we go forward, hopefully, you know, with some rest. We're now past the two games a week 
for the foreseeable future. We can get players back to full fitness, fully rested, and back to playing their best football. Absolutely. And the exciting thing is, obviously, we love to see guys like Lester and Fulham knocked out of the competition. But this means that on paper, we have a better chance at a good draw in the next round. And so the FA Cup is our only chance at silverware this season, probably in the next couple seasons for sure. And so it's not out of, out of the question that we can go on to win this competition. It is absolutely not out of the question. And so until our form can kind of turn around in the league, starting with Bournemouth coming up, I believe next weekend, then I'll hold my breath. But otherwise, I think that we can continue to stay positive and be excited about getting through to the fourth round. Most definitely. And the draw is, of course, going to be a key factor in how things play out. If we draw one of the top sides away, that'll be very unfortunate. And there are, you know, the other top sides are taking this seriously. Look at the lineups named by Tottenham, named by Manchester City and their respective thrashings. And managers, even in the Premier League, know that this competition matters and that especially a side like Spurs that haven't really won anything in a long time, it's a great opportunity because really anything can happen and you can get some really favorable draws and make a deep run. That comes down to, you know, once we get a little further in the season and the title race starts to heat up and teams really have to start to focus on on the league versus the FA Cup. All the scheduling things play play a factor, but I agree that the the stage is set for us to have a really good opportunity. And there was a lot of talk on Twitter about, does it matter if we make it to the semifinal and lose? Does it matter if we make it to the final and lose? It's win or nothing, win it all. I agree with the the attitude of that, where the end goal should absolutely be to win. But I still think that if we were to make a deep run to the semifinal or final, it would be meaningful in that it's been so, so long since there has really ever been any opportunity at Silverware for Everton. So to if it was, the longer we can keep the hope alive, the higher the confidence of the fans will be. And it's just good for overall morale around the club. It is. And one of the best things about this competition is the fact that we have video assistant review or VAR. And with that, we can almost guarantee that Everton will get a fair match for the most part in major decisions. And that's important because we've seen that kind of bite us many times this season. And that's not even a biased claim either, is it, James? No, definitely not. It's been without question, the refereeing has been difficult for us. And VAR is not perfect. I think there's a learning curve to it for administration as far as implementation of it. What can be reviewed? How is it reviewed? I just saw you know, the Fulham highlights. The penalty that they were awarded was not a penalty. And yet upon review, it was deemed to... to it stood. Karma kind of bit them in that they brought Mitrovic on to take it. And he... He was the penalty was saved, but there's still the opportunity for missed calls in big moments. It's much better than having nothing at all, and I'm excited to see it come to the Premier League next next year. But it'll be good to have know that we have some kind of backup if there's some appalling decision that it can at least be looked at, and we perhaps won't 
I want to knock on wood to prevent <laughs> karma f- from hitting us, but us going out on some absolutely shambolic call from a referee. Absolutely. Everyone, we really appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed it and have a fantastic week. Please look forward to our very first Transfer Rumor episode coming on Tuesday the 8th with Christian from Toffee Targets. He's on Twitter, so make sure you give him a follow. He puts out some good content. He's working on his website, got some writers to help him out as well. And then we will also have a Bournemouth pre-match episode later in the week. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at USA Toffee Pod to stay up to date on the latest episode releases and Everton news. And we'll see you guys next time.